Welcome to the Page of Our Lives podcast with your hosts, Paige Evanson and me, Leslie Stewart. We're talking all things back to school on today's episode, from preschool to private school to homeschool. Between the two of us, Paige and I have a lot of different schooling experiences. So we're sharing what back to school looks like in our families and how we're helping our kids get ready as they start a new school year. So friends, sharpen your pencils and zip up your backpack. We're going back to school on this episode of The Page of Our Lives. Well, I think we've had a lot going on this summer and we have got to get back to reality. And I don't know about you, Leslie, but I feel like school, I'm like, school, do we have to go back? (laughs) I feel the same way. I, I, I'm telling somebody I'd like two more weeks of summer vacation. At least I don't feel like I got a fair shake at summer this year. No, I don't, I don't feel that way either. I feel like it's been way too busy and I'm like, wait a second, hold hold on. What day is it? Are we in August already? I know. I know. So what else has been, what do you have to do to get ready for summer? Well, Hey friends, let's welcome everybody. Yes. So Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are back with you today. Um, We are making a pivot all month long. We've been talking about pursuing your dreams and well, we're going to face the hard truth of reality that school for both of us is starting up for our kids. I know cry, cry me a river. (laughs) Me too, Justin Timberlake. And so I just have to say like, I am ready. I'm not ready. I mean, I'm ready for a routine and the joy that having a school schedule brings in terms of that. But I need about two more weeks, to be honest with you. I feel like I was thinking about this. Did this summer fly by because we've spent the last 16 to 18 months, like hold up like hermits. And so we all kind of got shot out of the cannon on Memorial day weekend. And suddenly it was like, we have to do all the things right now as quickly as humanly possible. Or I don't even know. I can't figure out why this summer has flown by as fast as it has. I'm going to have to go move my dog, but mm-hmm. keep talking. Why do you think the summer has moved so fast, Paige? Well, I know for us, it's been a nonstop um, go, go, go. It has not been a super uh, intentional, restful summer. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like at the beginning of the summer, it started off with me coming to see you. And like out of the blue, I literally was at the grocery store and got that phone call all of a sudden, Hey, let's go to Texas. Let's go here. Let's go to Atlanta. Let's go to Columbia. So I know for me, I've felt like it's been a constant hurry up and go. And I'm like, wait a second, I've got to re-enter from where I just was. Yeah. (laughs) And re-entry is tough um, when you have kids. And that's what I feel like we're about to re-enter into the school year. And I'm totally not ready, but I'm going to use this episode and this, this discussion for us to get ready. And what, what does that mean? Like, I think there's different perspectives of what it means to get ready for the school year. Like there's the physical purchasing of yes. the school supplies and the new backpack and the lunchbox and et cetera. Or in your case, as a homeschool mom, it's like figuring out the curriculum and yes. ordering the things that you need to order towards that. But I also think there's like this mental preparedness and a spiritual preparedness that we need to be also considering when it comes time to get ready for this new school year. And I would say like on the, the, the physical, like the purchasing of the things, like I got that done. Like I purchased the stuff we needed. Um, and I, you know, and that went fine for me. It's more like the mental preparedness, um, is where I'm not 
quite there yet. And I think it has to do with the fact that, um, so our oldest starts high school this fall. And I've just been thinking a lot about how, okay, this is it. Like, this is the home stretch, right? I've got four years to help him um, be ready to launch successfully into the world. And um, he's, he's making good good progress there, but there's still a long way to go. And, um, what am I doing to kind of, well, parent with the end in mind, you know, and prepare him well for the next four years. And, you know, these are the years that matter on his transcript the most. These are the years that his, him putting in his best effort is going to really count. And so not wanting to like, you know, um, lecture him, but also making him kind of aware of, Hey, like you've been in the minor leagues and now you're entering the big leagues, right? He's a sports kid. So let's put it in his vernacular. Like this is when it really counts. And so I think there's a lot as a parent to think through, how can I best help my child and and set them up for success? Um, so that they feel like they have the best shot possible at, you know, the next four years, at least when it comes to kind of looking at high school. Yeah. Well, I'm a few years ahead of you in that game. Like Kate, my oldest is going to be a junior. And so I feel like I, it's, I feel a lot of pressure of like, we're under the gun. Like we only have a couple more years. And, but then I'm also like, you know what? We all eventually make it. We all eventually grow up and I I'm 43 and I still feel like I'm figuring out what to do with the next semester of my life. So I don't think, I mean, I, I, I think sometimes we buy into a lie. Oh goodness. After graduation, we have to have it all figured, you know, yeah, for we sure. have it all figured out. And the thing is, is like one step at a time, one day at a time, one semester at a time. One, and especially if, if anything, I feel like this past year taught us, you may think you have a plan, but then a stupid virus will come around and that will totally jack yeah. up your jack up your plan. And I'm feeling a little bit of that with, um, with homeschooling, we have always homeschool, but we've done little different scenarios where some of my kids have gone to a hybrid school a couple days a week. Um, we've done online school. Uh, my husband is very much like, no, we're not doing, we're not doing the public school in our, in our area. And I was a public school kid. And so I'm like, that would be so easy. Like I'll just, they plan out everything. I'll just send them over there. And he was a homeschool kid. So he's like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like stay home, give them their books. They can learn. They can learn. I mean, everybody just has a different perspective. And then with, um, with COVID spiking back up again, I, it's making me like question, well, are they even going to have much school this year? Yeah. Will there be masks again? Will there not be, ma- you know, there's just so many variables. And I think ultimately though, that we have to just take it one day at a time. You're right. Get mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. physically prepared as much as possible. And then, um, hope, hope and pray for the best. Yes. But as far as the actual getting prepared for me, I try to reverse engineer it a little bit. I think like, well, what do I want this semester to look like? What do I want this year to look like? And then, okay, well, what do we need to have? What are the tools that I need to have in order to have a successful year? Like, do we want to, you know, have a lot of field trips? Do we want to have a lot of hands-on learning? Um, Is it just going to be virtual learning? What Mm -hmm. What do I need to have? And then let me plug and play all of those variables. I mean, we're I think we're all pretty lucky to live in a day and age where there's a lot of options. Yeah, for Um, sure. 
So whether it be public school, private school, homeschool, virtual school, I mean, there's just, you, you pretty much a la carte your education these days. Well, that's true. And I think, you know, um, it takes you as the mom, as the chief educator in your house, you have to take some time to kind of figure out what that looks like for your family. Yeah. We are, we're a private school family. We've done our education path has been interesting. We've done public, we've done, um, charter and we've done private. And so we've had a lot of different experiences along the way too. And right now we're in, in private school and um, it's been a great experience for our family and at the right fit for us in the season that we're in with our kids. Um, but that also doesn't mean, you know, I just like ship them off and don't think about kind of like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not leaving everything up to the school. You know, there's a, there's a role that I play too in all of that. I want to talk for a second about, um, preparing our kids and ourselves spiritually for the school year. I read this Instagram post this week um, from Carrie um, Kampakis. I don't know if you know her. She wrote a book uh -huh. um, called um, Love Her Well. She's a mom of four daughters. And she, of course, I'm a mom of boys, but I follow her on Instagram because she just has a lot of par good parental wisdom. And we'll link her information in the show notes. Um, but she had this post uh, a couple of days ago, and it was about how she's got her four girls are going to basically they're in four different seasons of life. She has an elementary, she has a middle schooler, she has a, a high schooler and she has a college daughter. So she literally is like spanning the spectrum of school experiences. And she wrote 10 prayers that she thinks kids of all ages, um, we need to be praying for our kids of all ages as they head back into school. And it was yeah, so good. good. It's things like praying for confidence and kindness, praying for their, for God, them to have godly wisdom, for them to have virtue, for them to have build strong relationships. So when I read through this post, I was like, you know what, this is really what it's all about. It's about yeah. my role as, as their mom, as a huge, you know, spiritual influence in their life. It's really about preparing, helping to prepare their hearts, preparing my heart for kind of what they're going to experience this year with the school year. And, um, so I'm going to share this. I'll share this in our show notes so that if you want to print it out or post it so that over the next couple of weeks, as your family gets ready to head back to school, these are some things that you can be praying over your kids. Um, I went to an event last night at, for my younger son. They had a, kind of a class. Hey, let's get together and kind of see each other before the start of the school year. And and here's what I, here's what I kind of forget. Like, I forget what it's like to, he's a middle schooler. I kind of forget what it's like to be a middle schooler. You know, yeah. I'm 47 and it's been a long time since I was in middle school, but I was definitely, I'm sure this comes as no shock. I was the social butterfly. I loved going to all the things and I'm raising, um, a couple of kids who are not as keen on large social gatherings. I mean, they, they're friendly and social, but they like smaller gatherings. And so I kind of strongly encouraged, um, Camden to go to this event because I was like, this will be good. You'll see your friends after the summer and it'll make that first day of school a lot easier and, um, all that kind of stuff. Well, we get there and it was just, he had a good time, but it was also sort of, I think a reminder for me of like, um, everybody sort of approaches, um, friendships and social situations differently. And so it was a good reminder for me to not project like my wishes, my desires, what I want my kids to do on them or the way I would handle it on them, but to right. let them sort of 
um, figure out what that looks like for them. And, um, sometimes I forget that as a mom and as a social, as a very socially extroverted person. And so it was a good reminder last night. So maybe there's somebody out there listening. Who's of course I came home. I was a little bit disappointed because I felt like, you know, he had a good time, but I just didn't feel like he really kind of put himself out there. Yeah. And so I came home and I, I tend, as my dad likes to say, Leslie, you deal in always and nevers. Like I, I tend to swing the pendulum one way or the other. So I came home and I was like complaining to John and I was like, you know, I just, I just wish he was more extroverted. Like, I just don't understand. He's such a great kid. Like da, 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 da. I was like, he probably won't even go to prom. And John's like, Leslie, <laughs> he's a seventh grader. Like it was a weird, awkward back to school experience. Like let it go. Don't, don't project so far into the future from yeah. one event. Like let's take it one event at a time and don't worry about what's to come, but he's right. I have a tendency to be like always or never. And, um, uh-huh. it was just a good reminder for me of like, Hey, there's going to be awkwardness for everyone entering yes. into kind of reback yeah. kind of that back to school vibe. And so, yeah, I just, I sometimes forget that. Oh yeah this isn't easy for them. It's not always easy for me, but it's always not, not always easy for them either. Uh, so, Well, I'm with you on that one with having four kids of four different personalities, four different interests um, for, I mean, we, ours was at, just even most recently we had, it was like a week of church camps this past week. Two of my kids went to one church, another kid went to another church and another one went to another one. It was like, it was like the buffet of church camps or whatever, but they all, they not, not all of my kids don't fit in the same mold. You know, they just they yeah. don't fit in the same mold. And I think that it kind of goes the same way with schooling. Like not every kid is the perfect homeschooler, the perfect private schooler, the public school. Like you really gotta say, okay, God, what do you want for my kid? And then uh, for this season of their life. And then will you bring friends into that season of life you know what's when you mentioned that about praying the the post about things to pray for your kids a couple um things that i did last year and i'm doing again i have a marco polo thread with a couple friends and our kids our older kids are all around the same age so every morning we get on marco polo and we pray um, we either read from the power of a praying parent or um, praying circles around your kids by Mark Batterson, like uh, something like that. We just specifically, I did find some, I'll find the links to a couple other books, like uh, for praying for your teenagers and praying for your kids that um, kind of gave me words to pray that I didn't know. I don't know. I always know what specifically to pray, but then mm. there's, um, there's one by Jody burnt a, a book called praying the scriptures for your teens. And so she's very biblically based And that. That definitely was super helpful with these moms. It was almost like we couldn't necessarily get together for coffee, um, but we could virtually get together over the Marco Polo app. So that was one thing that really helped. And then I saw another friend post this, um, this week with, so with teenagers, you can't necessarily, uh, if you don't have teenagers yet, but probably a lot of you do that are listening to this, um, they don't want to hear you preach. Like they yeah. don't want to hear your sermons. They don't want to hear your lectures or anything like that. So what this mom does is that she finds inspirational quotes that she'll text to her son. And it's as if, um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm on Snapchat mostly just for my kid, you know, so I can stalk my kids and my kids' friends and their friends will snap me and stuff like that. But 
they're all seeing my stories. And mm. so I think I'm going to start doing that even more, just posting just in the things that I would want to say to them, but I can't really say to them yeah. because they don't want to hear it. They'll read it. I mean, they're glued to their phones. So I'm going to go where they are and um, post the page. stuff that I want them to see in those posts and stuff like that. So those are, those are a few things I'm doing to spiritually prepare. Um, I'm going to be like sending out little texts to them and text reminders. I may even start asking, I've thought about this a lot lately too. Like, Hey, what do you guys, do you have any prayer requests for this week? Or what can Mm. I pray for you about, um, this week going into, because I know kids are carrying a lot of burdens that they don't necessarily know how to verbalize to their parents. Oh, and one more thing. I had a mom who was really close. I did nails for a long time all during college. And I had this mom who had three girls And by the time I was doing her nails, most of the girls were all in college and they would call her all the time and they would tell her everything. And I was blown away by all that these girls would tell her mom. And I'm like, how did you get that with your kids? Like, how did you get to that point where they just, I mean, they would tell her everything. And she goes, well, teenagers don't like to talk till usually after 10 o'clock at night. And so I would go in their room with a magazine and I would just plop myself on their bed and read a magazine and it wouldn't take, but maybe, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And before I knew it, they start talking and they just start talking and talking. And I just sat there and listened. I didn't offer any advice or anything like that. I just kind of listened to them. And so that's always kind of stuck with me about as much as we want to go to bed, I'm like 10 o'clock, yeah. I'm like, can I please go to bed? But really that's kind of when teenagers are gearing up and they're processing and yet they're slowing down enough to want to process verbally what they're dealing with. So take that little nugget of advice for what yeah, it's for worth. sure. That's so true. It's, Go where your kids are. Yeah. Your sleep, they, you, your sleep suffers when they're babies and also when they're teenagers. hundred <laughs> percent. You're like, where are they? What are they doing? Yeah. Who are they with? And they're always hungry. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, okay. This is kind of along the line with preparing for school. Do you pack lunches anymore for your kids or what do you do food wise? They pack their own lunch. Um, Probably the first couple of weeks, I will kind of help get them back into that rhythm. But even this summer, I mean, they, most days they make their own lunches and um, you know, and I work full time. So I'm also getting ready in the morning, trying to get out the door ready for, you know, to go to work myself. So there's not a lot of extra time on my part to be able to kind of do all the things that they need to get out the door. And so we do things the night before we make sure backpacks are ready to go the night before gym bags, or whatever they need. They make their own lunches. Um, you know, they don't really like the school cafeteria food all that much. And so they just prefer to take their lunch and, um, you know, they're pretty responsible in that regard. Um, my youngest is, has a more selective appetite, I would say. And so he's <laughs> kind of got a routine of things he likes to take. And so, um, Renner will, our oldest will kind of take, you know, he's, he's a little more adventurous in what he'll take, but, um, yeah, they handle it themselves. I think for me, like one of my kind of earlier challenges with my kids was breakfast yes. and, um, they're not always, they're not the hungriest kids when they get up in the morning. And of course I'm like, a child of the eighties where we were programmed, like you must eat breakfast, you know, like <laughs> you must eat breakfast to have a good day at school, you know? So I've let go on that a little bit and try to keep some easy things like a banana or a granola bar or a protein shake or something that they can just grab and go that it doesn't have to be a whole lot. You know, there's, I'm not scrambling eggs or bacon, bacon in the morning. And I know there's moms that are, and I'm like, good for you. My kids wouldn't eat it if I made it. So, 
Um, I'll come eat your bacon and eggs that you're making yeah, every too. morning, but my kids don't want all that in the morning. So yeah. you know, I just try to keep it simple. Well, I, um, was another, you know, me and my books, Leslie, I'm like, always got one playing in my ears. I'm full as I'm folding laundry yesterday. And another podcast friend of mine recommended the book called are my kids on track. Have you heard of that one? No. Uh-uh. Um, it's the 12 emotional, social, and spiritual milestones your child needs to reach. And it's by Sissy Goff. And oh yeah. Sissy Goff, yeah. And let me tell you, it, it's probably best for like, say, well, I don't know. I'm getting a ton out of it and I have an elementary, middle and high schoolers. So I'm getting, I've, I feel like I've got the age, all the age brackets, right, right. This moment, except for, you know, I don't have preschoolers or infants or anything like that, but it is so good. And that was one of the things I talked about is like when you're um, it's a lot about like the emotional responses that kids have to scenarios and situations. And one of the things was like, sometimes you just need to say, Hey, we're both out of control right now. We need to take like 15 minutes or, and then food. Um, I always had, I had a, our friend Kelly wild say uh, behavior follows blood sugar. Mm, so so true. your blood sugar has dropped. You cannot expect their behavior to, um, uh, be better. Yeah, eat, a, eat a Snickers. That's eat what the commercial Snickers. says. Yes. <laughs> seriously so it is true like with the whole feeding them they're not they're not necessarily up and ready to go and to eat a full meal but and my kids they don't necessarily want to have miss chipper mom in the morning like i try to be happy and set the tone but they're like eeyore you know i don't want to hear it so but definitely get the book are my kids on track it's given me lots of great parenting wisdom of how to um engage with them and not blow up, you know? Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah. I, I, I like that. They, my kids are the same. They don't want, you know, smiley as, as my kids like to make fun of me, shiny, happy mom. They don't like that. I use that phrase, shiny, happy. (laughs) Like if you were a child of the nineties, you would like the phrase shiny, happy because it's REM and back to your college days, but they don't, they don't think that they think that's quote unquote, cringy. So, um, you know, I don't want to be cringy mom, but I will say that I have learned like temper my enthusiasm for the first day of school. I ask for one thing and one thing only, and that's the obligatory front porch picture. Like I just need the one front porch picture. We don't have the cute little Pinteresty chalkboard that says all the things on it. It's literally like, just stand there and keep your eyes open. And I want to take a picture. That's all I'm asking of you. And so, so far they've obliged and I've had to let all of my dreams of cute first day interactions go. I, I go, I always pull up the first day of school and there's all these parents that are like at the door, taking the picture and walking their child in. My children have never wanted me to walk them in on the first day of school. I've always been the mom that's just pulled yeah. up and they've walked right. I mean, since preschool, they've wow. been like, I got this mom. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll let you go and figure it out on your own. So it's good. Yeah. I got a real, I got a reel in my enthusiasm. I got to reel in my cringiness. I got to reel in my need to control and be in the moment. And usually when I can, when I can control me, well, then things go a lot better. So story, story. Um, one thing I will say is, um, you know, learning to help our kids be organized during the school year is a huge, uh, for some kids, that's a huge hurdle. It's just not a natural thing for them to kind of know where all their things are, their papers, their reports and things like that. And so 
I do. I am a real organized person as Paige can attest to. And so I try to lean in a little bit more there and say, Hey, here's a way that you could do this. That might be successful for you. Try not to, um, do it for them because I think every kid has to figure out what system works for them. But for high school, uh, for Renner this year, they don't really provide all the things that they need. Like it's kind of up to the student to figure out their organization system. So a good friend had recommended that these I'll link them in the show notes, but these three reading expandable binders that kind of come preloaded with pocket folders and notebook paper and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, we got these for every class that my son had, you know, as a freshman and that way he just kind of had it with him. And so I started kind of trying to gather some of those things. Um, Renner's kind of gotten out of the habit of not keeping, um, an assignment notebook. And I, and high school is different. Like in the past, the teachers kind of emailed all the assignments every week, but what I'm learning is that doesn't really happen in high school. And it's really on the student to figure out what's due and when it's due. So I bought an assignment notebook. So we'll see what his adaption to that might be. Um, so I'm trying to like, let him figure it out. And, but I'm also trying to say like, here's some tools you could use to maybe help you. So I think um, they almost need like an organizational skills class. I I really do believe that our high school requires a mandatory study hall for every student as a freshman, which I think is genius. And that is, they need the extra time to kind of get assignments done and get themselves organized and all of that. So Oh yeah. I, I hope totally. he uses it well and not just, you know, uh, checking out the latest YouTube videos, but, but, you know, there's probably going to be some of that too. Instead of yeah. <laughs> being honest yeah. with myself. True story. True story. I know I, I totally could have used that, but I don't know how, I mean, I guess I was a decent student all through high school and college and I did figure out, I guess somehow, somehow I graduated from both. <laughs> so, but I feel like I'm the older I get and the more organized friends I have, I've become more organized, but it just doesn't come naturally for me. I'm yeah. Like, I, I'm totally like shiny object syndrome. So like, oh, look, squirrel. I know. Well, I'm like that about school supplies. I want to buy all the school supplies, the pens and the pencils yes. and the yes. cute folders and all that kind of stuff. But even with myself, I've had to, um, I've had to learn how to kind of organize myself digitally over the last several years. And I don't even keep like a to-do list. I keep everything digitally now. So I've even thought, well, maybe I'll show them how to use OneNote and how to do, that's kind of what I use for my task list of things. Oh, I use Google keep. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's another I good one. Google keep, Cause then I can, what I see it whenever I'm on my computer and yep. on my phone and I, it's like posted, you know, p- colored post-it notes for exactly. my brain. And I put like, you know, the books I want to read and the websites I want to check out and the, what has to get done this week. So. Yes. So, yeah, so we are, um, we are nine days away from the start of school in our house. And so these are kind of all the things that we're thinking about and doing and, um, do you guys have a start date yet? Have you figured out, do you actually have like a start date that you do with your kids or is it more of kind of an ease into it? Well, we can kind of do both. I think my youngest is going to go to the hybrid school. So that has a definite start date. And then my older two, we're still, I'm still in the process of figuring out what exactly they're going to do. If we're going to do um, virtual classes or, um, but, and then my third kid, we, I'll probably start her. I'll probably start them all on the same time that when the youngest goes to yeah. the hybrid school, cause that kind of 
um, that kind of works for me and I'll kind of copy off of their calendar and their school calendar. So I look at, um, you know, how many days of school we have to get done. And then I look at how break down the weeks and then I map out the vacations or the holidays, things like that. So, and then I'll look at their curriculum and most of their curriculums all you can, I mean, nowadays you can get a PDF document where somebody else has already planned out all the weeks. It's amazing. So that's really helpful. I'm like, okay, here's your plan. Somebody else has already created it for you for whatever, you know, if you pick the English or history or whatever curriculum math, um, then they, it's all planned out for you. So it's really not, it's just a matter of picking which one that you want to work with. It's and really I do switch it up a lot too, actually. We'll, we'll get half a semester or a semester into it and we're all like, this is terrible. We are not liking this. Let's switch it up and finish with another one. So, but we're doing our learning. I do want, last year, I wanted my kids to go through um, a lot of Dave Ramsey's. They have a teen entrepreneur yes. um, course. And I, but it was like a DVD. And now I know they had like the MP3s and that kind of stuff that you could download. But for some reason, when I bought it, I got the DVD set. And I'm like, I don't even have a DVD player. So that's on my to-do. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to set my kids up for, I think about all the um, adulting things that they are going to have to do mm -hmm. once they graduate. I don't yep. necessarily, to me, I'm like, I need to prepare you for real life. Yeah. Not, and I mean, I want you to know the history and I want you to know how to read and write and stuff like that. But more importantly, you're going to be managing your finances. Yep. So let's learn about that. And then jobs. And that's more where my thinking goes is like, okay, what are you going to do to support yourself? So a hundred percent. You saying that made me think back to our episode that we talked about what we're going to do with our kids this summer. And I'm kind yes. of have to laugh because and did like, you do any of it? Can Camden I'm, make eggs yet? Does Camden <laughs> eat eggs yet? Let's start there. No. <laughs> Renner makes his own, but Renner can make his own eggs. So check on that. I don't know, yeah. but, um, I'm look. I'm thinking back to some of the things we talked about and I didn't really accomplish many of them. And so I'm just true confession right now we did have a lot of disruption this summer that was un un unplanned and that sort of, you know, sort of yep. threw a wrench in the, in the machine, if you will. But I will say the one thing I feel like we successfully, I successfully launched them and accomplished them in doing is they are routinely doing their own laundry and folding yes. it and putting it away. And for me, that is a, you are winning. that is a gold star win. So, um, I feel like, okay, we got that done. I got them. They cleaned out their clothes. That was another big thing. We got to, oh my gosh, my kids accumulate t-shirts like rabbits have babies. Yes. Like I don't understand yes. how all the t-shirts oh. multiply, but they do. And so I made them clean all that stuff out because they were like falling out the drawers. There was no more room. So we got some organization done, some cleaning, they're folding and putting away their own laundry, washing it themselves. I mean, when I was their age, I was not doing that. I don't want them to know that, but I was not doing my own laundry at their age. And so I'm very proud that at least they're on that. And um, so, yeah, no, we didn't like, I didn't have the cooking class with the teen boys that I really wanted to do. I didn't get to do any of those. There's, fun still, things. Time. there's still time. There's still, still time. time. But this weekend. Yes. There's been too many disruptions this summer to try to plan that out. I will say though, a good friend of mine, 
um, Dana, shout out to you. If you're listening, she hosted a cooking class with, she's a daughter who's a middle, like I think sixth grade. And, um, she hosted a weekly cooking class for her daughter and some friends, and they've made a bunch of different things, um, like cupcakes and brownies and cakes and muffins. And they've learned, but mostly baking. Yeah. And, um, she just talked about how much fun it's been. And she's, She's like super Pinterest mom. So she made them all cute aprons and they have little recipe cards and she went to the Dollar Tree and she bought all of them their own little like measuring cups and teaspoons and oh, so cute. Yes. So didn't happen this summer for me, but um, soon enough, I will, I mean, I am going to do that with my kids, do some cooking lessons. So yeah, I make mine cook and do their own laundry, and then I I, I bark at them. I'm we're we're have three dogs, and so uh, our latest thing we were they're on like a shock collar, and we were just letting them out. But um, the we live in it by a lake, and so some of the houses the people don't live there full time, so they've only been here for the summer with their ran their random to us dogs. Yeah. And so my dog wants to go after their sure. dogs. And I'm like, you can't do that. So our, I feel like the only really new thing we've taken up is dog walking. I'm like, everybody's got to take a turn That's walking good. these dogs, walking these dogs. Them, can't just let them out anymore. So, yeah. but good. I don't even remember. I, it's sad. I don't even remember all the things that I really set out to do. I feel like <laughs> to be, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that episode. I know. So I, I guess more like- of the story, if you didn't do the things that you wanted to do this summer, it's okay. You're still winning in our book. Yes. You, you made it through the summer and, um, you know, hopefully your kids are being able to <clears throat> launch into the new school year. Well, and yeah. And yeah. if you've got tips too, for us, for getting back to school, we'll take them and we will share them. So definitely yes. share them in the comments and things definitely. Like that. Well, um, friends, thanks for joining us today as we kind of talk about the reality of back to school and all the things we're working on in our own homes right now. And um, all month long, we're going to be talking about some different parenting oriented topics like teens and dating and finances and our kids and kind of what does life look like, you know, after high school where we both talked about that today. So if there's anything about, you know, your student or your child that you'd love for us to talk about, let us know. We, we are always open to your ideas and suggestions, and we just appreciate you listening and supporting what we're doing here. We're having a great time. We hope you're having a great time listening and, um, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, friends. Take care. Bye. Well, that closes another chapter on the page of our lives podcast. Did you know we're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube? Well, we are. Just search for Page of Our Lives Podcast. Curious where to find things we mention on the show? Check out our show notes on our website, pageofourlivespodcast.com. And if you liked today's episode, be sure and share it with a friend. And we would love for you to leave a rating or a review in your podcast player. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.